We're here on the uh, beautiful shores of Georgian Bay at our first ever Collingwood Brewer's Backyard. And uh, I'm here with an old buddy, Carl Milroy, who is the founder of Red Thread Brewing. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat, Carl. Yeah, thanks, Gas. Thanks for having us. It's an awesome day. Like, it's beautiful up here by the water. We're, uh, we're pretty impressed. It's a neat idea for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So uh, Red Thread's a part of today, um, one of uh, our featured breweries at today's fest. And um, I thought uh, it'd be a great opportunity to uh, do a podcast and uh, just learn more about your brewery. So I mean, you and I personally go way back. Mm-hmm. Um, known you for years or we've known each other for years and uh, and many people who know your brewery might not know that you have a deep background in the beer and, or alcohol industry True. before Red Thread so yeah. why don't you tell us about your history and how you got into this world sure yeah absolutely so I was uh, I guess I got my start in the uh, wine business uh, I was a bit of a wine geek um, so I've done uh, wine sales for about 15 years a certified small a so um, strong sort of passion for that and then of course being a dude I just drank a lot of beer as well yeah. so <laughs> over the years and um, yeah just sort of had an affinity towards um, local products supporting local love supporting the local breweries uh, local wineries and um, just having uh, the opportunity to sort of travel the world and really um, seeing the craft that goes into uh all these different alcohol brands, you know, you, you visit these small wineries, small breweries, these little distilleries where it's really about craftsmanship. Um, so that was, you know, pretty remarkable and, and made a big mark on me. So um, kind of transitioned away from the wine and um, got into beer, did some sales for uh, some small uh, craft breweries in Ontario. Yeah. And that was a great introduction. And then um, sort of took the plunge, did a couple of years of planning um, with a partner. And um, yeah, we took the plunge and started our own brewing company. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been following along um, with you just since I've uh, known you for so long. Um, how did Red Thread specifically sort of came about? Like, tell me about the idea behind the brewery and sort of what, like, what it means to you and what what it's all about yeah in terms of the name i guess yeah, you mean yeah. yeah um so when we were looking for a name um you know we we were sort of obviously all over the map and had had a couple of sort of what we call internal marketing sessions which is sort of really you know me my partner and my wife <laughs> sitting around having a drink yeah exactly yeah. a couple of beers what do you think of this no and then we we got a little bit more serious about it um and then uh, called another friend of mine in who's um just a pretty sh- sharp guy and the four of us had a, a sort of really uh focus session um one i'll have to give credit to my wife for the the name she came up with the name that was one that uh just kind of stuck we we really like so um there's uh, in different cultures there's different mythologies about uh the story of the red thread but the um the overall sort of general conception uh of the red thread is that or concept i guess is that there's a an invisible thread um that connects us all and it'll stretch or tangle but it won't break mm-hmm. um so we kind of thought about that and we liked it and we we kind of realized that, you know, especially with guys, um, you don't often call a friend up and say, hey, let, let's go have a chat, right? You say, hey, man, let's go for a beer. Mm-hmm. And then, you're, you know, you're having a beer. Oh, how's why? You know, how's your life? How's, how's, you know, how's your job? How's the kids? Yeah. How's this? How's that? And uh, it's that thing that kind of connects you, right? It's the beer. You're sitting down having a beer. Yeah. And uh, we really love that idea about connection. So we built something sort of all around around that idea of, of connections. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a buddy of mine, we always talk about 
you know, beer being the great equalizer. And you can sort of sit down with anybody, whoever they are, and you say, let's have a beer. You can just have that, have a chat. Absolutely. And it could be about anything, and it doesn't sort of matter, you know, sort of level and stature and all that. You can just have a beer with anybody and sort of a good experience. You're absolutely right. I think the walls sort of drop when you're just, you're sitting down as, yeah, as equal as having a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. So tell me about your beer. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'm curious to know, you know, your fairly recent um, startup in the mm-hmm. beer industry. You sort of have come at the, you know, large, um, you know, growth spurt that's mm-hmm. happened in the last couple of years. Um, how did you approach your brand development, specifically style-wise? Because th- there's clearly lots of everything out there. Yeah. Um, and how did how did how did you approach that? Yeah, we, we did a sort of uh, twofold, I guess. One is from a product standpoint, and one is from um, a little bit of a conceptual standpoint. So I guess the way my philosophy is that I brew in a certain style. So I, I call it low-carb style and um, sort of a low-gravity style. So not to say that my beers are light or, or low-gravity. I just tend to brew things around 5%. So I don't so much believe in the higher-gravity beers. Um, so the highest one we're drinking right now is this uh, Saison, mm-hmm. Anytime, Anywhere Saison. Uh, it's a collaboration actually with John McTavish, who's a local artist. Um, but uh, you know, I know there's a lot of guys doing it, and that's that's awesome. And and I drink their beers from time to time. But often, you know, if you're out, um, you're getting behind the wheel of a car, you can't have two beers at 8.9 percent. It yeah. just doesn't happen, right? So often, you know, my choice of a beer when I go to a beer bar is sometimes it's limited by ABV and not by mm-hmm. maybe the style or the or the brewery or what I want. So I tend to to brew things uh, around the 5 percent mark. Uh, I kind of feel that um, the consumer understands it, right? And when they're 3%, 4%, 8%, 9%, I think that's where the math gets fuzzy for people on how many they can have or think they can have. So mm-hmm. I think people sort of understand 5% beers. Um, and then the sort of carbonation, I, I try and brew things that are, uh, I call it sort of lower carbonation. So they're not low in carbonation, but they're not high in carbonation, I guess is a better way to say it. So mm-hmm. I've noticed sort of with the bigger, um, the bigger brands, right? And the kind of mass-produced brands, um, they use a lot of carbonation. I find it's not as food-friendly, uh, I've noticed. Um, so I want my beers to be food-friendly. I don't want it to, to fill you up. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think it's just like a subtle subtle carbonation, right? So you're always – it's tough, right? You're always walking that fine line because you can never – if you go just a little bit too low, then, you know, you yeah. lose a bit, of, a bit of gas. People think it's a bit flat, so you can never do that. So it's, a, it's probably a lot harder style to brew in, but mm-hmm. um, that's what we do sort of style-wise. And then – um, yeah, sort of product-wise, we looked at sort of what was out there. Um, our first, our first beer was um, Make Tracks. Actually, sort of developed it out of the ski culture. My partner and I are both big skiers, and we noticed. Um, well, the cool thing with skiing is, like alpine down skiing, it's downhill skiing. It's the only uh, it's the only sport in the world that has a name for drinking afterwards. I pray, right? Yeah. So you see people like see at a pray, yeah, I pray after. So, so it's great. And uh, so we developed this beer for that, just that ski culture of just having a beer after a long day on the hills. Yeah. Um, so that was where we started with our lager, our craft lager, and uh, that's gone well. And same thing, we just saw a little bit of a need for a red ale. That was our sort of second core brand. Um, something like IPA, where sort of in development with right now, but I wasn't really in a rush to do it, just I just felt um, there was a ton of great IPAs out there already. Like, yeah. like as you well know, right, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's like, you know, tons of great IPAs out there, so I thought it, I just don't need to really fight with those guys over that yeah. category. Um, I wanted to ask you about how it's like to be in the market right now 
without having your own bricks and mortar brewery because you started up working with partner breweries yep which is a um you know a, a common way of getting off the ground and i just i, I want to hear your story on that and your take on how that's been working within other breweries and and how that's um helped or or some of the challenges you had with that situation wow how much time do you have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i'd probably say uh I think there's the good and the bad with it, right? For sure. There, there's, there's definitely been challenges with it. And uh, at the same time, um, there are days when I, I think, like, thank goodness I'm set up this way, right, to be yeah. honest with you. So I think my, uh, my tale um, would be that I guess I would caution sort of any new company. I would almost strongly suggest they do start that way because I think it's a mm-hmm. great way at least for them to start. Because, you know, like any industry, there's a lot to figure out. It's not easy. Yeah. And you have to do all that um, while managing the intricacies of a brewery would be tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, partnering with some of the other breweries, you um, really get to learn a lot and see some of their challenges. And you go into it sort of with eyes wide open uh, as opposed to uh, learning on the fly, which would be pretty tough. I've, as I've seen with some of these guys, right? Yeah. Not easy. So, yeah, I mean, it certainly has challenges because you're not... Um, you're not the first priority, certainly, right? They are their own beer, and so sure. it should be, mm-hmm. right? So you, you're sort of fitting into their schedule, yeah. even though you're the customer, but, you know, and that's the way it should be. I, like, I understand that. So uh, that, that would definitely be a challenge, just sort of schedule-wise. Um, but like I say, I think there's, there's some good sides, good sides to it, too. Mm-hmm. So um, what's coming up next for you? So where, where do you go from here? Because, you know, you've got a couple... I've, I've seen your beer at the... Grocery store, I believe. Uh, no, so the LCBO is the LCBO. Yep. Okay, and um, you've got a couple brands now, mm-hmm. and uh, so like, what's you know, how do you how do you see your you know, not to divulge your business plan, but how do you see yourself going in the next couple of years? Is it pursuing a um, your own bricks and mortar? Is it yep. continuing down this the, the path of working with partners? Yeah, no, that's always been our goal, right? We always knew. Um, we always wanted to have our own bricks and mortar and, and um, we're working towards that. So we've been actively looking for over a year for, for a spot. Um, tried to get a couple and, and ha- it hasn't worked out so far. So we've got um, a couple of spaces that I think we're pretty close on and looking at right now. So, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that, that turns out. Um, and I guess our sort of next steps would be, would be probably directed by, by the result of that, right? So we do have some new brands uh, that are in development. As I said, we were working on an IPA. But, you know, it's a lot of work to launch new brands. And, mm-hmm. you know, the other question is, do you have, the, do you have a channel for it? And, um, and do you have the capacity to manage that sort of off-site? So mm-hmm. um, we are looking at grocery. We have two SKUs approved for grocery now. Oh, great. So that'll be our next step. Um, we might look at some small seasonal stuff through the LCBO perhaps. Mm-hmm. Toying with the idea of uh, the beer store, TBS. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot, a lot more costly as you know so that's something we're really taking a hard look at um you know you don't you, you want to make sure you're not doing a lot of work for for no money if you're just trading dollars right so it's kind of easy to skip that if mm-hmm. that's the case um so yeah we're working on that but hopefully things things work out with uh with our bricks and mortar spot yeah yeah we're, yeah, we're looking for yeah small small place we can set up shop and and um, have a tasting room and mm-hmm. retail shop. And, and you're based north of Toronto, so that's Correct. where yep. you would be Absolutely, looking, yeah. sort of New yep. Market Aurora area? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. 
we're at a beer festival today and uh, very thankful that, that you participated. Um, what else do you have on the go this summer? Any uh, fun things? That, yeah, uh, we're, we're doing lots of festivals, actually. So we've sort of ramped it up this year doing um, the big Toronto craft show down at the, um, I guess it's at the Ontario place. Okay. Uh, this year, three yeah. days. That's a big one. But yeah, we're doing like a ton of festivals, a lot in our area, like a lot of the, the King City, Richmond Hill, the new Newmarket one. Um, so yeah, a lot of those festivals, we're doing that. Um, what else are we doing? Yeah, just, you know, and then obviously just greater push for marketing and sales, distribution, growing, growing mm-hmm. that side, right, which is which is key. We're just having some fun, and, uh, you know, we do some neat stuff with our with our um, spent grain, so that's something, you know, oh, my, cool. my partner's a, an ex-chef by trade, so we um, we take the, the spent grains and we make uh, bread and we make some dog treats, like dog bones oh, nice. and granolas and things like that. So that's, that's kind of fun, not... not uh, it's not really an income generator for us, but it's just sort of a fun thing to do and yeah. and reduce our waste as well, right? So, yeah, yeah just uh, continue that and hopefully continue Keep to grow our going. brand. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Carl, it's been great uh, having you on um, the show today and uh, at the fest um, as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, awesome to see, uh, see your uh, vision and dream come to reality and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Cheers.